0: Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am The Recovery Guy, and you have entered into The Fix. Hello, 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 and welcome back. My name I am the Recovery Guy. I'm so glad that you decided to join us today or whether it's tomorrow or the next day. I'm not sure when today is for you. I do know that this is Tuesday, so this must be the fix. And uh, today, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I pulled something from some material that I read years and years, actually decades ago, and it's still true. And so I want to chat with you about it today and see how the whole, this whole thing uh, uh, fans out. So before we do that, though, thank you so much. Recoveryguide.org has never done better. Very excited um, for our newsletter, RG Newsletter. Uh, is going to be debuting the second week of um, June. I'm going to hold it off until I get back from vacation. Um, Pablo has got some template uh, work that he needs to get done, and so uh, we're going to uh, wait until that happens. In the meantime, please go to recoveryguide.org. Guide, recovery Put in your contact information to sign up for the newsletter. You're going to love it. There's going to be a, a paragraph, a little intro to give you an idea of what the newsletter is going to look like. Uh, but the more we can get information out about what we're doing at Recovery Guy, the better off uh, everyone is. Uh, not only is there life coaching, sober coaching. Uh, relationship coaching that I that I do that I've learned over the years, and my personal recovery, and getting my degree uh, in in alcohol and drug studies, and and the various modalities of treatments I've had the opportunity to work in. Uh, but also, uh, we're going to be doing some some uh, uh, expanded things with some of our blogs. We're going to continue to bring you two fresh podcasts. Uh, uh, per week and just everything that we're trying to do to really make a difference and really sort of elevate our version of what recovery is, to try to be very experiential. Uh, and we're learning so much along the way. And thank you for your contribution. Um in this project, in this movement, because the more you interact with us, so so sign up, share, send me messages, continue to let me know um, what we're doing uh, that's working for you, what we could do a little bit better. So let's jump right into today. Today is called Getting Smashed. Do you like that title? I try to be somewhat creative when I, when I bring things to you and and, and have an idea, but it's called Getting Smashed. So regardless of where you are in your pursuit of personal recovery, regardless of what you are recovering from, certain things really ring consistent and true just, <coughs> excuse me, pretty much across the spectrum. There, there are certain things. I've got five things listed that um, that I think are relevant for Everyone, regardless, again, what you're recovering from, to what degree and what depth, it really doesn't matter. These things are going to ring true for us. So here's what they are. Number one, we must admit that when we engage in the behavior, our life is a wreck. Would you, would you agree with that? I remember one time I heard a person early on and I've used this in various treatments and modalities and, and opportunities of working with others in a in a group or a large talk or even one on one that I do with people that I sponsor or some of my life coaching. And I and I and I heard this years ago and, and it really rang true and it still rings true. A person said, Not every time I got drunk did I get in trouble, but every time I got in trouble. I was drunk. Isn't it? That was really profound. That this person came to that realization. And I'm not sure where they heard it from. I know where I heard it in a in a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous back at the Turning Point back in 1986. Um, I don't remember what night it was, but I remember where I was when I heard it, um, and it really impacted me in terms of coming to terms with what I had become. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, change is an inside job. It just is. I can look to exchange or change everything external about my life, and until I address internal Robert, nothing's going to change. Number three, I think is universally true and consistent. We must be resolved. We must have made a decision to change. Number four, we must be willing to overcome the behavior. One of the things I love about the triangle of recovery is honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I can be as honest as I want to be, and I can be as open-minded with respect to uh, what I've done and, and what needs to be done to change but willingness is sort of like the action to the mental process of being intellectually or emotionally honest and then even being willing to at least listen to other things but or or open minded to listen to other things but until i'm willing to do something about it the behavior is not going to change and and then number 5 we must stay resolved i must become resolved And then I must remain resolved. And that might appear redundant to you, but trust me, it's not. If you've been around for a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's one thing to feel this way today, but I need to continue to feel this way each and every day moving forward. And we'll discuss that a little bit later. Now, these are just a few of the universal things I think that we all ought to believe if we're to... You know, like gain daily victories that I believe lead to a lifetime uh, of recovery. Uh, you know, above and beyond that, what we need to do is the reason for the title of this podcast, Getting Smashed. I'm going to make a reference to the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, it has a most profound directive. It's really profound. Um, whether you're alcoholic or drug addict or not, If you can ever get your hands on a copy of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's really not about getting sober. It's really about uh, uh, a plan of recovery, a plan of living that says demands rigorous honesty, but it's really a a design for living that requires us to be honest and, and take some action. So on page 30, this is a quote. It reads, the delusion that we are like other people or presently may be has to be smashed. Again, the delusion that we are like other people or presently may be has to be smashed. In other words, there are other people out there who may be able to engage in, in drinking or recreational using, whatever that is. I never did anything recreationally. Um or, or engage in a particular behavior without any negative effects. Those are the other people. So the delusion that we are like them or presently maybe, has to be smashed. So what does this mean? and, and why do you think we need to use as harsh a term as smashed? Because that's a, that's a pretty harsh term. It's not saying the delusion has to be set aside. It doesn't say that the delusion has to be marginalized or minimized or or, or um, revisited or, or repackaged. It says the delusion has to be smashed. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. So, But before we do, let's go ahead and what I want to do is like define. You know me. I want to define the words. So I want to define delusion and I want to define smashed. So, delusion is defined as something that is falsely or delusively believed. Something that is falsely or delusively believed. In other words, it gets away from us. So, better yet, and I love this definition from from Merriman-Webster, the psychological or the psychology definition is, are you ready for this? A persistent, false, psychotic belief regarding the self or persons or objects outside the self that is maintained despite indisputable evidence to the contrary. Whoa. That's that's pretty wild. I'm going to read that again. The psychological definition is a persistent, false, psychotic belief regarding the self or persons or objects outside the self that is maintained despite indisputable evidence to the contrary. That's what a delusion is. So let's take it a step further because it used the word psychotic. So now let's dig a little bit deeper, okay? Because I really want to break this thing down and get right to why this is so important, why we would actually use a word like smashed. So psychotic is the behavior, this is the delusion, psychotic is the behavior brought on by a psychosis. Psychosis is defined as a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia characterized by defective or lost contact with reality, often with hallucinations or delusions. Whoa again. First of all, that definition is one that describes me regarding my notion of whether I can safely or ever safely engage in my past addictive behavior. And, and if you know a little bit about me, and many of you do on my story, and some of you know me personally, uh, others know me through you know my podcast or Instagram or things like that, and you know a little bit about my background, Uh, and how I was just totally broken as a um, a chronic, uh, addicted person. Uh, So that notion has to be smashed. That is a delusion. The delusion is a mental disorder. It's not just a bad idea. Oh, I think I won't do this anymore. No, it's a delusion. It is a psychosis. It is a mental disorder a clinically diagnosed mental disorder. For me to think that I can go back and engage in that behavior successfully clinically diagnoses me as having a mental disorder and I was clinically diagnosed as having a mental disorder. Back in 1983, Nevada Health Centers, a psychiatrist said I had addictive and compulsive personalities and the prognosis was, I would never get well. They knew the psychosis, the repeated behavior of going back and going back and going back. And every time I went back, it got more deeply ingrained. So let's look at what needs to be done with that delusion as the quote says, smashed. Do you agree? I mean, if, you, if you're not suffering from a delusion, if you can actually engage in that to not have your life go sideways... Or maybe it does, or maybe you're that person that not every time you do it does your life get sideways, but every time your life got sideways, you were doing that. Does that make sense? So if if you're like me in that, then maybe it does need to be smashed. So smash is defined as broken or crushed. Broken or crushed. So what this is saying is that my thinking is the equivalent of a clinical medical disorder that if not destroyed, I will return to it. Pretty simple, right? I mean, I I figured that out and, and you can too. You're you're probably in many ways more intelligent than me. That's why it has to be smashed. Because if it's not, I'm going to go back. If we don't take our addiction or addicted behavior as serious as described, we are likely to return to it. The notion is once we realize how serious our condition is, the only solution is to smash it. It must be broken or crushed. It must be, or it will break or crush us like it did. Is that is that how we view what got us to the point of crying or reaching out for help? It it was for me. I guarantee that my relapse at seventy one days was a direct result of not taking my condition as seriously as just described. Maybe maybe you're not there, I don't know. Maybe maybe you were there and and you stopped knowing how serious it was and maybe this is a wake-up call for you to either get back on track, get on track, get back on track or renew your track to elevate your recovered life to another level it's it's one of the reasons that i that i often say in treatment centers and and prisons and places that i go visit and share at it's why i often say there's nothing more dangerous than a person with a little physical sobriety this is true because once we start feeling better something tells us and it's that psychosis that we can back off the seriousness by by which we must view our condition. This is a must. I know must is an absolute. An absolute, you know, absolute corrupts absolutely, right? But there are certain absolutes in life. Like gravity is an absolute. What comes up must come down. There are certain absolutes that are scientifically proven or personally proven in our life that whereby we must view our condition this way. So, how do we get to the place whereby we view our life up to recovery as a destructive force that needs to be smashed? How do, we, how do we do that? How do we make that transition from, I think I'm okay. I think I got a problem. I know I got a problem. This problem must be smashed. How do we, how do we get there? So I'm going to share with you some things that are universally true. Um, I say they are true because for over 34 years, they've worked in my life. I can be one of your evidences. Plus, they have worked in the life of countless other people. From where I come in my recovery in Las Vegas, I'm the baby of the group. I have six, seven, eight people that I'm still in contact with, and there's more out there, but just people that I'm in contact with, that I've kept in contact with in my over 34 years that are still doing everything that I'm sharing with you. We would find no disagreement. And so that's further evidence when I talk to Steve M or I talk to uh, Buddy C, right? Or I talk to Eddie or, or, or I talk to Scott S or my sponsor, Will Kessler. Right? These are, these are people who are still day in, day out serving, doing these things. They understood that they had a delusion that needed to be smashed. So once again, here are some things that I think are universally true. Now, please understand, and if you know much about me, you know my 12-step background. Uh, even though I'm a born-again Christian, I, I really believe in the 12 steps of recovery. I teach them, I practice them, I study them, I go to treatment centers uh, touting them all the time because they're universal truths that we can all gravitate to regardless of our religious or ethnic background, socioeconomic, it breaks down all of those barriers and just gets to the core of what happened and what we need to do to become well. That's what I am about and I think that's what you're about as well. So I'm going to use the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as sort of a jumping off place as a, as a point of reference. So if you notice any comparison between them, you're right, uh, for which I make no apologies. Um, so number one, we want to self-examine what actions got us to the point of recovery. What did we do? I need to look in me to see what I was doing that, was going so wrong that I said, I need help. So the second thing I need to do is I need to be objective and evaluating is what I'm doing normal or is it delusional, psychotic behavior? This is very important because maybe, maybe you do need to just back off. I don't, I don't know if you're an addict or an alcoholic. I don't know if your behavior is so deep that you can't turn back from it. I don't know that. You know that. You know, it's two o'clock in the morning and the lights are out and nobody else is there. We kind of know what the truth is, don't we? So I need to be objective in evaluating is what I'm doing normal that I can sort of, you know, move back from and and, and, and cease from it while I still can before I cross that line uh, into chronic and total addiction? Or is it a delusional, psychotic behavior that has to be smashed? Next thing I need to do is I need to be willing to reach out to someone. So reach out to someone who cares for us. is a big deal because we're only as sick as our secrets. And if we reach out to someone who, who really cares for us, who, who really has our best interest in mind, it really opens us up to being helped. Next thing, decide how badly we want to change the course of our life. It's a biggie. Because if I'm only a little bit broken, I might think I can just put a piece there. But if I believe my delusion is so deep that it has to be smashed, then maybe... I really need to do this thing, but decide how badly, because how badly I want it now will help determine how far I go moving forward. Next thing I need to do is, is find a plan that proves successful for someone that can be verified. Don't just Google search it and find the next fad diet or this work for them or that. No, you, we want to verify it with someone. You know, social media is really big. You know, there's so many of us out there that are doing different things. Reach out to us. Find out. Send us a DM. Send us a message. Drop us an email. Say, hey, I need to relate to you. Is what you're saying really true and does your life really reflect it? Are you just a social model image where you want people to think you're well? Challenge us. Make us prove to you why you should do what we are doing. Let us verify to you that we are successful and we can help you be successful as well. Number six, evaluate obstacles and become willing to move them out of the way. You know, we need to count the cost, right? We need to look at what obstacles are moving before us. We can't see all of them because we're not four steps forward but we need to evaluate the things that are in front of us now: is it job, is it relationships, is it where we live? You know, is it is it um, some of our extended family? What are the obstacles other than me? Right, because there's there's real obstacle. I you know we have met the enemy, right, and it is us. According to uh, um, Earth Day, you know, 1972 took that. Uh, as you listen to one of my podcasts, they took that from uh, uh, from the Admiral. Uh, in the great Navy uh, battle with uh, the British. Anyway, I digress. Um, so look at the obstacles and be willing to m- move them out of the way. Number seven, know that any occasional failure is not the end. Any, okay, because we are going to fail from time to time. That's just the way it is. We are human. We're not machines. We're not robotic devices that are set to automation. We're flesh and blood we're people, we feel, we have ups and we have downs, right? It's not the end. We, we get back up. I love what Zig Ziglar said. Uh, Zig Ziglar said, failure is an event, not a person. Don't you just love that? Failure is an event, not a person. So any failure that we do have along the way, like when I relapsed and I was out there for five days trying to recapture that feeling and hey, a- fortunately screwed up enough of my drinking and using that, that I had to come back. And and I had to view that failure as as a mistake. And I was able to get back up. And thank God the people who were there waiting for me weren't judgmental. They were just, welcome back, man. We are glad to see you. Not everybody returns. The next thing is approach each day with a renewed commitment. You know, I still do that. 34 plus years of recovery. Will will tell you the same thing with over 40 years. Buddy will tell you over 40 years. Steve will tell you 35 years coming up in, 36 years actually coming up in September. You know, they'll tell you those things. Daily commitment, renew it every day. I love what it says in the big book. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual conditioning. I love that. A daily reprieve. We are giving a renewed commitment. I can I can be sure that I want to do this the rest of my life, but the rest of my life is made up of a series of days that precede it, right? So renew that commitment every day. This might be... So important going through this. This is number nine, but this could be a thread all the way through. So let's use number nine as as part of everything else we're doing. Practice positive reinforcement characterized by personal affirmation. Practice positive reinforcement. Practice means it's not a one-time event. Any athlete, any person, practice drilling, rehearse. We practice, 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 right? We practice positive reinforcement characterized by personal affirmation, by me telling me I'm on the right course. Robert, you're doing this right. You're going down the right path. Robert, you're really improving. Robert, you look fabulous. Robert, you have a great head of hair, right? All those things that we could tell ourselves. Whatever we need to tell ourselves to do that positive reinforcement and it is characterized by me telling me that the path I'm on is the path I should be on. Because what we don't want is to revisit that. Remember, the delusion is a mental disorder that we need to recover from. Again, I love going back to AA. We have a mental obsession, right? An obsession can be a clinical diagnosis. We are obsessed compulsive obsessed compulsive disorder as my clinical diagnosis was coupled with a physical allergy if i overcome if i if i champion if i recover from that mental obsession then the physical allergy is never triggered right the, the physical allergy is stamped in my dna but it's the mental obsession that I overcome and that I recover from, a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that allows me to stay well. So I really believe that when we do these things, we stand a very good chance that the delusion will stay smashed. It will never get resurrected. And if the psychotic notion of of, of being successful with our negative behavior stays crushed, we will be able to live the life that the addictive lifestyle kept us from. So we take our daily medicine. We make sure that that notion never comes back. And you know why I know that? Because to to keep what I have, I have to continue to do what I was doing to get it. Does that make sense? We don't coast uphill, I say this very often. So I need to continue to practice these principles as it says, in all our affairs. I need to practice them on a regular basis, renew my commitment, continue to do the things that I did to get me there, to keep me there, and then I grow and I expand. I'm like a sponge for wellness and and podcasts like Sean Croxton and Quote of the Day and Jay Shetty with On Purpose. Great stuff out there. I read Zig Ziglar, Stephen Covey, Napoleon Hill, Brian Tracy the bible as a christian i read so many sources of information that inspire that 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 deepen my resolve and give me new insight into ways to become more well so we self examine we become objective in number 2 we're willing to reach out to someone in number 3 we decide how badly we want it in number 4 we find a plan in number 5 we evaluate obstacles in number six. And then, of course, we become willing to move them out of the way. We we view ourselves or failure as an event, not a person, and, and we don't necessarily welcome, although to many degrees, I do welcome failing because that means I'm trying and I can evaluate the failure. Sometimes it's not everything I'm doing wrong. Sometimes I just need to tweak it a little bit to get it to work the way I want. Kind of like tuning up an engine, right? You can start it But to really get it doing efficiently and being effectively, we need to sort of tune it in. And that's what we need to do as a person. Then we need to approach each day with a new renewed commitment. And then we need to practice positive reinforcement throughout all of these things characterized by personal affirmation. I think we can do it. I think we are doing it. I think that's why you're here. I know that is why every day of my recovery, I make a commitment to these things. Folks, we're in this together. I, I often say, we got sick apart, but we get well together. And I'm so glad that you decided to join us for getting smashed, right? Let's smash this delusion together. We got sick apart. We get well together. Thank you for joining us. Remember to go to recoveryguy.org. Sign up for the newsletter. Tell a friend. Share it. Go to your favorite podcast, download the blogs, allow this recovery movement to grow because as it grows, it means we're helping more people and there's a whole lot more out there. You know it. If you're helping or doing things in the recovery community, I don't even need to tell you how big the need is. The need is overwhelming. We can get lost in a sea of people who need this. But we want to find the people who want it because those are the ones we are able to help. I want to thank you again so much for joining us today. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.